John, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Hugo. Been looking forward to, to chatting to you about all this stuff. Yeah, first, like I said before we started, I don't have a script for our podcast today. So if people are listening to us, sorry for that, because I think we're going to talk just end of the year, what was the best in sim racing on 23 and the worst, of course, what you can mention for you and your opinion, what was the things that failed in terms of games, hardware, and of course, asking what is going to be in 2024 in terms of racing and what you are expecting that we can do on sim racing. But for the people that don't know who you are, can you introduce yourself just in briefly five minutes? Sure. So um, my name is John Monroe, you've probably gathered by this point. Uh, you might recognize <laughs> me off the Traction.gg YouTube channel um, or other Traction uh, places. But yeah, basically, I was the content creator and video maker for Traction or one of one of the members of the team. Um, so I've been doing sim racing and racing game content for, for two or three years. But I've also been sim racing and real racing for a decade now as well. Um, and yeah, just pretty much love everything, motorsport, racing cars, and obviously growing up in our generation, if you love something and there's games for that thing, you probably also love games of that thing. So yeah, I've always been a fan of racing games, uh, and obviously it's continued into my adulthood. So yeah, ev everything racing, everything gaming, that's, bas that's basically a summary of it. <laughs> and um, let's go and start with sim racing. What for on this year was a very complete year, no? In terms of sim racing, I think very rich. But in, let's start with games. What was the eye for you in points of gaming? Oh, in terms of game releases, uh, oh, it's tricky because like a lot of games at the moment are are being really well improved as time's gone on. But it's, it's mm -hmm. a lot of games that are kind of that have been released a, a while ago. So you don't see as many new releases coming. We're seeing a lot of games delayed and stuff like that. But obviously, there were some really good releases this year. Um, so WRC has to be a highlight for me. Uh, I know, you okay. know, Rally is a specific genre, but this is a game that's been hyped up for a long time. People have been waiting for it, and there's been so much pressure on EA Sports and Codemasters to succeed yeah. with this game. And obviously, it's not perfect. There's, like any game in the in the current era, there's always there's so much depth to it. There's, they're never going to get things perfect straight out of the box. But I really do think this game has an incredible foundation. They've managed to mix uh, passion for rallying with good physics, good-looking game. They've made it work on consoles and PC, uh, and they've filled it with content. And it also has uh, longevity, I think, as well. The way they've designed it, this is a game they can just add to for years to come. Um, and simultaneously pleasing rally nerds and people who love simulation-style rally racing, and also being mm -hmm. manageable on a controller or for people with less experience. So I just think across the board, WRC has probably been the game that has uh, succeeded you know, in the widest possible way. Okay, and you think WRC tick all the boxes that was expected in terms of rally games, or uh, is something that is missing to tick? Yeah, I think uh, it probably ticks all the boxes to a degree. It ticks enough of the boxes. Okay. You know, I, it's it's definitely not perfect because even on launch day there were issues that became clear, especially with the likes of performance. You know, for people without really strong hardware. Um, but as I played the game, you know, we obviously had our hands on it before it got released, which was great attraction. So we really got to kind of get into the guts of it. We tried it on console as well as PC and all of these things. I just think that they managed to um, give you a game that, even though maybe for the hardcore 
people this isn't the perfect game and for the kind of casual gamers this isn't the perfect game they've managed to make a game that's maybe an eight or nine out of ten in both categories uh, which is why i think they've they've done so well so for me as someone who can i guess try lots you know i enjoy casual games and i enjoy really hardcore games so i i could see the, the enjoyment in the single player career mode when i just sit on the sofa and play with a controller i still really do have fun whereas when i try and go for a hardcore setup with a real co-driver turn all the assistant stuff off even though you know i've the, the physics themselves maybe aren't quite Richard Burns' rally level of of realism. That the immersion of feeling like you're a rally driver is 100% there, and the flow of the car, yeah. the way the stages flow as well, it just feels great. So I mean, that's that's pretty much it from my end. There's so many high expectations around games these days. So to have a game that comes this close in so many areas, you have to see is a big win. Yeah, I, I agree. And what is your point that is missing on the esports or or WRC to be almost perfect what is missing for making the perfect game i think no more cars and no more trucks because yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so the end of the day, we never we never try everything no you you're know? right you're right like there's somebody you know just on that subject people people really demand you have really long stages because it's realistic they have them and then people hate when they have to drive the really long stages right you know you you've obviously got a lot of repetition there and people complain about stages being repeated but then if if the stage repeated stages weren't there you wouldn't it would take so long you know you would have to make so many independent stages they would never release a game so there has to be compromises in some places uh, so i don't think there's an issue there, there there's a the, the career mode is also pretty uh, entertaining because it kind of gives you a couple of seasons of longevity there's a few glitches with it which i'm struggling with at the moment which is kind of ruining it for me but the base for people who don't have those glitches seems really really good um i i don't know i, w I wonder if it's kind of missing some sort of competitive longevity element to it because i mean clubs are always yeah. always great and that gives you private rallying and league racing essentially um and you have the time trial mode and the moments mode, which are good. But the only thing about that game I'm concerned about is, you know, I guess over the next few years, they, I think, need to build their own competitive ecosystem where it feels like people can can really, you know, find an easy way of getting involved in rallies with others that feels like maybe they have a purpose within the game. So whether that's just to, you know, maybe success in particular organized events gives you more perks, more cars to unlock, more, more things than just kind of cosmetic items by leveling up, for example, I think the game will have more longevity but as it stands for me i don't see it being the kind of game that outside of kind of private league racing you're going to want to keep playing for a year on end so yeah i think it, that's maybe the the missing piece at the moment for me i think a lot of the other stuff they can just tidy up with updates you know stuff like the game game performance and the graphical issues or, or those kind of things bugs they, hopefully they can patch that in time yeah but the graphical issues we know they, they change the the, all the design of the game comparing from the dirty to the to the WRC. So of course it's gonna be always adaptations and and the thing is we forgot when it comes to PCs, everyone have a different PC. It's oh, so exactly. many <laughs> it's not the same thing that you build a game for consoles that's is is that hardware, don't change you know what everyone gonna have at home. When it comes to PC everyone gonna have thousands of different combinations and after yeah. for sure gonna be something. Yeah, on, on my point of view, I think Missing a little bit of what was on the career mode on Dirty Four, you yeah. know, when you get you when you buy a car, for example, you buy a kid car, and the car will come without not the best uh, version of the car. You need to get better par better par parts. You need to improve your car. You need to so that will bring a little bit more that thing of creating a, a rally team. Yeah, you know, uh, I think that's part on the on the career mode, and I feel that the online was better 
on dirty versions comparing to the EAWRC. But anyway, we don't know if, I don't know if, um, I say, if all the system inside of that part changed to, I, I don't know why they changed it, but I feel that the old version was a little bit better. Yeah. But anyway, it's like, it's, it's different, no? It's di- a completely different game if you compare one to the other one, no? Yeah, I think I think the big jump over Dirt Rally 2.0, to me, it felt like this feels like Dirt, Dirt Rally 3.0 plus. It just feels like everything's picked up a little bit and there's some new features. I mean, it's, I, I understand what you mean about the online because I think Dirt Rally had the kind of, you know, the daily and weekly events, which were quite good fun exactly. as well. It had Rally Cross, which meant it had pro esports and you had, you know, broadcasts of that uh, over the years. So you had something to work towards for the for the top guys. Um, you know, there were, there were things like this. And I, I get what you mean as well with the career of WRC because even though I really like the kind of, I guess, almost, the, the building aspect where each season you build up your resources and it's almost like a really good board game. I don't know if you enjoy um, board yeah, games. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like those builder games where you just keep on increasing your resources to increase what you've got. And I like it's that like element. It's like RPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> exactly. A card RPG. It, it, it's cool in that sense. But I think one thing that maybe misses from that, and it's, I guess, similar to what you're saying about the upgrades is when you buy a car, you, some, you know, for a particular series, I like to be able to kind of grow an attachment to my car so i want to feel like that car is my car that's the version of my car and i and i want to keep that so then when you get to the next season and your objective changes and you have to drive in a different series but you can't increase your garage suddenly you have to just sell what it was your car to be able to buy something else so it doesn't really feel like the garage is full of your own pride and joy that you can build it almost feels like your garage is just whatever cars you need to have selected at that given moment if that makes sense. So, so there's, I mean, we're getting really into the nitty gritty now, but there are some specific things for sure that, that could be improved on and worked on. But yeah, overall, I just think it's, it's an immersive game. And when you actually get onto the stages, the feeling is just fantastic. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you. I think um, the part of the problem that everyone talk and everything, I think on these days, everyone talk more about the bad program, problems of a game than the good parts of a, of the game. But I think in overall, we have more good perks than uh, than lower perks on the game and the game is enjoyable it's not a full sim racing game yeah but comparing with the older games i think give me good vibes i remember playing coin mcgray for example three sometimes yeah. at night i would love to play coin mcgray three i think it was a big difference from the second to the third one you know when you have different types of uh cars you have the s2000s and uh, you know I, I love that one i love the return of so many type of stages so I quite like it. I know other game that's been evolving a lot is IMS2. What's your point of view on Automobilista 2? They improve a lot. Yeah. You think they going to survive from what happened with these previous three years? I think so. I, 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 the thing is, right, I've not actually played AMS2 for, for a little while. We, we did a lot of videos uh, on it in the past on Traction, covering the new mm-hmm. content that comes out and, and trying out those things. And every time there's some new content out, I've actually really enjoyed a lot of it. You know, stuff like it was great to have historic Nordschleife in there. And and when you pick the right car and track combination, it can be brilliant. There's always been that thing about people saying, you know, it's uh, it's the, the project cars feeling to it, the the curb issues, all those kind of things. And, and I honestly have, have been on board with that opinion to a degree. I think sometimes in some combinations, it does feel like it could be better. Uh, but as you say, they've made big improvements this year. Now, this is probably the one thing that's moved the most this year that I've not really had a chance to 
get into. Okay. But from what I've been seeing from other creators and people who have been playing more AMS2, that jet, the, the most recent improvement uh, is is more is is actually a thing that really does make a difference. It's, it's not just words. It's not just blank words by the developers saying, "Oh no, we've changed something." It it genuinely has come on a long way. I think what you need with AMS2 is a is a better structure of online multiplayer. Um, you know, we've seen other games like r factor 2 developing an online system that is actually right and so they've come a long way because of the system and suddenly what was a great game now has a purpose to play it and it's the same i guess you could say even with recently a set of corsa coming to lfm now now more people are playing you know these old games because they've got a reason to play them if ams2 had that same draw and a really good online system that gave you a reason to play a reason something to aim for something to grow towards i think you know, with the physics improvements, the force feedback improvements, and that, suddenly you've got a game that's right at the top of the tree, you know, really competitive against all these others. So it, it sounds like it's getting there, but honestly, I need to personally give it another go myself to, to kind of give an honest view of the feeling. I think AMS2, I think, that, like, I, like you say, people connect them a lot to uh, process cards, and uh, so automatic, our brand is connected to process yeah. cards, going to say, oh, this is bad. I think it's more, it's more that intuition than because after you try, or, uh, after the 1.5, I think the game is really enjoyable. I think, and it, like we speak, it's easy. You just yes. click, plug you and play. click, you jump it, and and sometimes with this, we are so busy that we just want to jump, click, not yeah. have to twerk any parts of the wheel again or redo again everything. We just want to jump, do it. The car will will go. Select if you want to go historical, if you want to go. A little bit more modern, but you can have a little bit of good variety. And uh, is any more games that you think been positive this year? Apart of R Factor Two, that you well, that I think, yeah. I, uh, sorry, I just to say, I think is coming. You think R Factor Two Online is already a preparation for Luma Ultimate? They are already preparing their, their online system to when they drop Luma Ultimate, drop it on a good way, or is it just to try to survive the game, just to try to get more selling more DLCs or no what's your point of view I, there? I think well I, I think obviously it come you know having a good online system more people playing the game means more people are going to buy the content so for sure there's an element of that but to be honest I, I think you know the team have obviously been working on an online system called or I guess race control so it's it's mm-hmm. R-Factor 2 online powered by race control and we know that Lemon Ultimate is going to utilize this race control format so I genuinely think this is a, essentially a test bed for Lemon Ultimate um but it's utilizing what you know they've already got in place in R-Factor 2, which is a user base. They've, they've got people that are interested Perfect. in it, and they've obviously got a mixture of different uh, racing disciplines, which really helps. So you can jump in a Formula race, and then you can maybe jump in a GT3 race, for example. So no, for me, for sure, it's a, it, it feels like a test bed for, for Le Mans Ultimate with some other perks alongside that. You know, yeah. R-Factor 2 is doing really well at the moment, and a lot of that, if not all of it, really, is down to the online multiplayer. But it's an old platform now, so, you know, it is, it's old technology. It's, it's rare to see such a big jump for such an old game this far into its cycle. But at the same time, R-Factor 2 is always going to be limited by, you know, its, I guess, sandbox nature, what it always has been, you yeah. know, the, the age of the, of the technology. Okay, makes sense. And the, the on the uh, lower part, the part that disappoints you a little bit more, which titles are, are on your mind? Oh, so... 
I think if this was 2022, I'd be saying the Formula One game, but this year's game to me wasn't as bad as 22. So so I, that kind of regained a little bit of my faith that on that side. I think just in terms of maybe the overall hype versus what actually happened, I would put a case towards Forza Motorsport, not to say it's the worst release of the year, because clearly there are positive things to it. And, and there are lots of things about it that are really good. It's a, it's a AAA title. It's a, it's a big game. So it's still going to be a really fun experience for many people. And I really do like their online system uh, when it works properly. It, it's really fun and it's easy to jump in a race. It's like what we've discussed before. It's just you jump on a race, you, you have a race, doesn't matter if you're using a wheel or a controller, you have fun and you're done within half an hour. That's all good. But I think there's just lots of things about Forza Motorsport that are missing. Um, and given the amount of time that was spent developing that game, the amount of hype behind it, you could argue that, you know, that is overall a disappointment. Um, and I think it's it's okay. definitely split opinions, but for me, it's it falls more in the this was not as good as I had hoped it would be category. Um, so yeah, possibly I, that. I agree. I agree. I think if you're comparing, I was just comparing a part of graphics, not driving, comparing with uh, GT7 that was released for the uh, uh, old generation and the new generation. The graphics, uh, I know that depending on much on how much is your PC, but if you go to the Xbox parts, I think the graphics. On uh, GT7, they are a little bit higher than comparing with uh, with Forza, and Forza had so much time to develop uh, and everything. Yeah. But I will I will add something more to this. I will add Dakar. I think Dakar yeah. uh, was a game that had so much possibility to be a very good game, and they delay for so long this roadmap, and after they just drop everything like in one go, <laughs> that feel like was rush. And um, I try the game. Uh, two days ago to give a try and I, I didn't play the game for a long time so like it's really difficult to compare if it was better or not yeah but i felt the game on the playstation more slurish i felt some bugs uh, and then i would say that the ai more um aggressive they will just ram you uh, on the corner and they don't care if you if you are on a motorbike, if you are yeah. on, a, on a quad, they just go against you. And I don't know, I think it was a game that could be very good because the part of having an open open uh, map yeah. that you can create your race on everywhere, I think would be the, the dream for us on Raleigh. You know, imagine yeah. you have a, a north of Portugal, I would say like a square of 30 by 30 kilometers created with different roads, and you just create your own map that would be infinity possibilities of a rally game, you know, if you have like 10 locations or 12 locations like this. So I think yeah. I was a little bit disappointed. No, I get that. But uh, not... For us, though, uh, like we, my colleague Tom, he tried the preview of the game. So we did, we, we had our hands on the game um, a long time before it was released, which was really great. And Tom did a video on it, and the video actually did really well on YouTube And it, because basically this preview was brilliant. It was a, it was a small vertical slice of the game, and, he, and I think what happened was he got to try, you know, the game in its best possible form in a short amount of time and he thought it was brilliant he thought it was really really good fun so within the traction team we were all pretty excited and pretty hyped for the release and we were all feeling very positive about it so i think there was an element of disappointment when the game launched where it just felt like something was off something was missing and it could have been so much more i said you know it, it, these 
these things are never easy. Dakar is a very niche thing that, you know, it's like with the rally stages being really long. People think they know what they want to play and then they'll say, oh, we want this and this and this. <laughs> then they play it and they go, well, that's fun for five minutes and now I'm bored and now I don't want the realism. I don't want this. And I think that yeah, maybe the balance of Dakar was, was a little off to what it could have been. And I just think that they've not really consolidated what they had and built lots of other things out of it because there's so many, the idea of it, there could be so many fun things you could do online with Dakar. You know, I, I have this, this, these images of some great uh, events that you could host and some really, really good stuff, but it, it almost just fell flat within the first few weeks and it just lost all of the momentum that was there. And I know a lot of the stuff was kind of locked behind a, a level block as well. You had to get to a fairly high level in the game to be able to access certain features and a lot of people didn't have the patience to get there. So, yeah. Yeah, if you get to unblock a classic car, you need to do it, the stages in all order that, I would say, like, let's call it that rally that's a raid yeah. that you have like four or five stages in all the categories. So you're going to have to repeat yeah. and repeat. And after that, people are going to have the patience to repeat. But uh, yeah, I think because the game, like I could say, is a, is a hard game because you are there. Uh, let's say if you do a stage 50 minutes and you go on dunes, you are jumping, going around. You need to look uh, for your uh, map. You need to look at for uh, the angle that you need to cut. Yeah. So if you go on a professional level, it's quite aggressive. Yeah, I agree with you. And in terms of hardware, what was the best hardware for you in 2023? Oh, wow. Um, so let's, let's start with wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> this is such an open topic. Down. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, PlayStation let's 5, wheels. best hardware. No, um, best wheel. So so thankfully at Traction, we had the amazing opportunity to test so many things. So I haven't tested mm -hmm. everything. We only test what we get sent and what we talk to the people about. Um, for me, there's been so much movement in the direct drive market. So in terms of wheelbases, okay. if you're looking at, you know, if, if you're looking at the the kind of middle level market, I guess people that want to take it a level up from their their original Logitech G29s or you know budget level stuff and move to the to to the kind of medium area, which is I would describe as the kind of direct drive wheels from five to twelve newton meters. Um, there's so much happening in that space now, and that for me, that's where I feel like. That, you know the best value for money comes with steering wheels so we we mm -hmm. haven't tried too many really top end things uh, in terms of you know when when you're looking at 20 newton meters plus stuff we've we've tested the mozart 21 which is really really good um but we've tried a lot of these wheels in the middle range so we've tried the logitech g pro we've tried the the thrustmaster t818 um and a lot all the stuff from moza moza have sent us so much stuff which is amazing they just keep churning out really really good products and improving them as they go um so, so there's been a lot of stuff but i would say for me in terms of the feeling of the force feedback, the best base has been the T818. I know that's not this year, but it's just at the end of last year. So that, that okay. for me started the year really, really strong and nothing this year matched it in terms of the genuine feel and uh, you know feedback versus performance and cost and things like that but thrustmaster hadn't developed the steering wheels to go on those wheels well enough is what i'm asking is yeah, they, so, the same thing with logitech you yeah. just drop a new wheel base no, and no after wheel the options. ecosystem is the same old ecosystem yeah. and uh, uh, as you can see i have loads of uh, thrustmasters because it was uh, what you can afford afford and what was given to me so what was given to me was a i climbed from the logitech to the GT1 uh, Thrustmaster. Yes. Yeah. 2019, you think, oh, it's very good. But after you arrive to 21 and you go, <laughs> that's, that's moving. Be the, 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 yeah. yeah, that's a bit. But I feel that you, if you touch on the Thrustmasters, what for the price that they have to offer, I think the need to improve. And you guys, you try the, the new Ferrari one. Yeah. Uh, all was the feeling of of that. So, so this is what I was going to say that they, what they need to do, Thrustmaster, is is basically have either better pedals 
uh, or just you know things need to be you can use good pedals that are compatible you know that aren't thrustmaster that's fine but they need to improve their pedals and improve their steering wheels now the ferrari 488 wheel for me it improved their two weakest areas so you had a lot less flex so the steering wheel when you when you you know put your hands together with a 488 wheel it doesn't flex it's really solid and i think a lot of previous thrustmaster wheels even the the sf 1000 steering wheel they, they had the flex there and that really does make a difference when you're putting through yeah, the plastic you know, uh, yeah feeling, yeah no? yeah exactly <laughs> i hate saying this because it makes i feel so bad for thrustmaster but the thrustmasteriness no, no, but it, you know of the wheel it, it, right yeah, it, it's a thing yeah yeah, um, yeah you feel that the building is, is always very similar yeah it's it's cheap it's the design parts, change and yeah and and uh, they don't really go wrong technically but they do wear and they do loosen and all these things but the 488 was a genuine step up in that area and secondly the quick release so they've got this new system for the quick release release attaches differently so much better no need for a screw uh you know into plastic and all this pain and horrible stuff that just goes wrong it, it was really really good saying that even though the two most important worst things about it were better when we compared it directly to the mclaren gt3 rim by fanatec which is one of their cheapest rims yep. or steering wheels i should say the mclaren feels better in pretty much every single way so the shifters felt a little bit better. The buttons are higher quality. It looks a little bit better. The grips are better. So yes, they've Thrustmaster fixed the fundamentals, but they still feel don't they don't feel premium. They don't give you that, oh wow, this is stunning. Whereas even even though the McLaren Fanatec wheel is within their range quite cheap, for me it still felt premium to a degree when I when I first okay. used it. So yeah, that's where I'd say in, they're at. In price range, is comparing to the uh, Formula One uh, Ferrari uh, 204, 2004, that is on Trustmaster, is that one that I have there on the background? Oh, yeah. yeah, I think in price range now, they are quite similar to the to the price that Fanatec was doing, the McLaren one. Yeah. And if you touch one to the other one, is the, the difference is obvious. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm expecting more for Trustmaster. I was expecting them after the, three, the 818, they release at least... Something more, but apparently they lost the Sparco deal to Fanatec. We must say no, because Fanatec is uh, delivering the new, the new wheels uh, with the Fanatec. So I don't know what they're gonna do for the future. And other brands that surprise you, um, in a good way. I mean, Moza have been getting better with every product. So, so you know, mm -hmm. we have bases and wheels and pedals. I think that the Moza products still lack in the pedal department. That's where they could, compared to the rivals, okay. the, their top end pedals are as good as a, a kind of middle to lower end of of some of their rivals. I, in my opinion, but the the bases and steering wheels are continuing to improve. The feedback gets better with every release. The the cost versus what you get improves with every release and uh, you know every new steering wheel they come out with uh, you know we're, we, we continue to be impressed by um the, the most recent formula wheel and i can't remember the name of it because they have so many different naming conventions and it gets confusing but FSR. yeah fsr they released a single you know a formula st style wheel with a screen on it um yes. and then they released the ks which is almost a kind of sharp pointy it, one it, yeah. and those two wheels honestly if i had those two wheels on a on a moza base um no matter what the base to be honest because even the r5 is really good you know um it would be a good a good option so for me they're just impressive by their continuing pursuit of the the big guns as you like to try and just make their way into the space i haven't had a chance to try the brand new Fanatec base, you know, the, the new CSL yeah. direct drive, which which Indeed. apparently is very good. So I'm intrigued to hear about that. Um, but in terms of other surprises, uh, there's not really 
too too many I can talk about to be honest. It's it's the major manufacturers just continuing to slightly improve and build on what they've got. Um, but there's so many good options out there. I can't. I, the, my, my favorite wheel that we we reviewed at Traction that I still think is the best wheel I've ever used is the uh, the Grid Engineering MPX steering wheel, okay. which is just a work of art. It's so beautiful to look at. We had we had some long conversations with Brandon who um, kind of I guess you know is the, the head of of the uh, Grid Engineering part. And he designed the wheel or, or with a team, and and uh, they they put in so much work for attention to detail and making every single bit of that wheel as good as it possibly could be, combined with the electronics and the color that you can get, the customization and everything. That for me is just a spectacular piece of engineering. Like you feel, you look yeah, at that on a rig and you just think, wow, that is stunning. Way nicer than any real steering wheel you'll ever see at a race car. Yeah. Um, so that remains. Yeah. You... I, yeah. I tried the Porsche, uh, the Porsche oh. one. So it's a, a shop uh, around here that uh, had the Porsche, and I gave the gave that a couple times. And you know the feeling, the buttons, even just the way that the screen look, yeah. and and everything. It, it look that you you pay the price, but you know that what is coming is yeah. high. And they just had some problems there with the USB connector, but I think is there on the shop is not related to the the wheel himself. Keep disconnecting, but I think it's just the way that. Um, is is built on, on the shop i think probably yeah because we, the way that we move we tend to lose the connection so i think the cable there just need to be more more well put it and more well organized but yeah i i think pedals i think is in terms of news you have a lot of news but after they tend to be very similar no yeah Gen but, generally yes you, you get some exceptions for sure uh, but you're right and a pedal's a pedal right they have haptics but yeah. they're so expensive but you know i i've not even tried haptic pedals myself but some of my colleagues have okay. and they're very cool um and they're quite realistic are they going to make you faster i'm not sure maybe but okay. for the cost it's you know who knows it's so expensive um and you, you i've tried uh the the pagani huira pedals um, from Acetec, which were you know really stiff hydraulic pedal. It's like pushing against a brick wall. Yeah. Again, I don't think that was last year. There's honestly years passed so fast. I never know which year I test things. So. No, no, but, yeah, but they, they had it this year. Oh, they was on the on the Sim Expo. They had yeah. a couple of them. So so they're really now, good, I, I but really to, stiff, really stiff. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about uh, Aztec. What do you think? How they made this 2023? Quite surprising, you no? Know? They come with a lot of uh, good stuff, and uh, the fourth bundle now price is low. Uh, La Prima is coming very affordable too. So now they have the modular bottom with loads of different types of uh, rims options. So what's yeah. your views on Aztec? Yeah, they're, they're making big moves. I've I've not had a chance to try their wheelbases, but I've heard good things okay. about them. Their quick release system is really good. Um, the I like the, the wheels. They're a bit different. They're a bit unique. Uh, and from what we've tested or what I've tested, I've only good things to say about them, to be honest. And when we first tested the pedals, they were very expensive, but they've come down a lot since then. Um, uh, and I know that the their, their budget stuff, if you can call it that, for them, what is budget for them, mm -hmm. the, the prices are now fairly competitive with that stuff, and the quality is still really, really high. Um, I guess the biggest problem for Asetek uh, is just the competition, because so many other companies are coming in and trying to do similar things. You know, people like SimLab have come out with their their recent, uh, we tried their XP1 load cell pedals, and mm -hmm. they were fantastic. They're really, really hard to fault um there was just some small niggles that that would be easily fixable um but in terms of the actual feeling of the pedal the adjustability because that, that's what it comes down to now it's what pedals are easier yeah. to adjust 
on a rig and off a rig and and you know which what are the and elastomer yourself, settings no? yeah exactly and it can be all yeah, down to personal opinion yeah 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 it's more important uh, i think sometimes we forgot that uh, not everyone like to say the same exactly. way you know? and when we I think when we judge, oh, why you have these ones? Sometimes it's just because not the question of the affordable, the question of the, the person like like that. So if you like it, you know, the same thing when you buy a car, no? Well, some people buy buy one model, other people buy other model because with what you like it. So it comes sim racing now. It's yeah. a little bit like that. We have so much variety that is, is quite hard. <laughs> and in terms of end brakes and uh, shifters, you is anything that catch your, your eye on this year? Um, the, the, the Moza H pattern shifter is... Okay. A really good H pattern shifter. It's a shame that it's not as versatile with the sequential and stuff. Um, but that one's really good. And the Thrustmaster have come in with a kind of budget level shifter as well, which I thought, okay. although it's it, it's not exactly, you know, it's it obviously it's cheap and it's plastic and everything, but it does the job. You know, if you're if you just wanted to have a nice shifter with your Thrustmaster for a low price, yeah, exactly. It, it's it's um, filling the gap. But we haven't really tried too many of the of the kind of fancy shifters and handbrakes or anything like that uh, traction <laughs> this year. Uh, I've still tr I still use that trusty Fanatec shifter from that's a few years old now, and that still does the job. Um, but yeah, I've not really tested anything new, to be honest, to say to say whether it would be better or not. Yeah, it's the same thing, I think, uh, now in terms of uh, H-part and, and uh, shifters, even handbrakes, the options are getting so big that it's a little bit difficult for us to get a hand on, on everything. So I yeah. still have the Trustmaster ones, and uh, I think for the price and uh, the way that they work, they work on PlayStation, they work on Xbox, yeah. they work on, uh, on, on PC, so it's easy for us to, to have them and... Uh, Okay, you, like I say, the Sparkle handbrake is, is is metal, so it's completely different way of Thrustmaster. But yeah, but the, the normal uh, H-Pattern shifter, yeah, you have that still plastic feeling, but do the job. And, uh, yeah, I think sometimes for what you need, it's, sometimes it's uh, our immersion is come to our <laughs> brain, you know, the, oh, yeah. the way that we see the, the perspective. So, but which one have disappointing view on the biggest Ooh, this year? In terms of um, in terms of hardware, yeah. Oh, it's really difficult. I'm trying to think of the kind of most negative, I guess, reviews that we've done, and it's really hard to think of them now because genuinely, so so many brands are coming out with really really good high quality things, um, and the competition's so high that genuinely products are just good these days. And we haven't, you know. I guess we, we were critical of the 488 wheel recently just because of the because of the things I mentioned earlier. It just felt like even though they did fix the worst parts, things were just, you know, in every single area in terms of the quality feeling, it was worse than a direct rival. That's as, that's about as negative as things get. You know, we we, we tested some stuff like, the, you know, the Camus um, direct drive wheel that, that wasn't this year. Um, and that, that felt like we could do some work, but they're definitely improving their software. Uh, so... But the, the the new Camus was this year. Well, no? the new know, Camus was this year, but unfortunately, uh, we didn't get a chance to test it. So, ah, okay, um, okay. We actually were lined up to do so. We have it sat there. But, it, uh, it's, it's, like, it's like you say, it's very difficult because oh, yeah. we we getting we getting our age. We forgot that the years passing so fast, and sometimes you don't realize that something came last year oh, and I you know. already think this year or or vice versa. So <laughs> quite difficult. Um, yeah, but I, I agree with you. I think. Trustmaster need to step up a little bit. Is losing a lot of the, or they're losing their way on the market. So I think. Yeah, I think and one, probably Logitech. Yeah, with the DD, they need I was something. Expecting, 
it is speaking a, a more variety of wheelbases because the more sorry a more variety of wheels because the wheelbase is quite good. I try it a couple of times. Uh, random say the same thing to me when we speak. He said to me that was really 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 good. And uh, if you have a good product there, so just mi missing the the cherry oh. on top, you just need to give us the rest. So and frustrating. Even on the, on Logitech on types of how can I say types of. Uh, when it comes to building, are things normally they are very durable. Yeah, you know they, they are tanks. They are the the Nokia nine nine ten of our <laughs> of our generation. You know, so I think they they just need to get that steps. And I think yeah, on that good. subject actually, it's it's funny because I to be honest, I would have said the same about Fanatec this year as well. Um, until the end, because because until just <laughs> just before October, yes. I was thinking, you know, yeah. with Moza making all of these moves, with people like SimLab coming in, Asatec making moves, everyone everyone's moving the the, the needle, and Fanatec are silent, and you know, people they're not been responding to people. There's lots of issues with um communication with customers, um, and also mm -hmm. communication with uh, creators as well. Like we, you know, we really really struggled um recently but obviously come october they launched new products and there seems to be a positive reception around it they've they've put some bundles together um i use fanatec at home as well because it's because it's something for me that works on console and pc so i can't really complain about that too much and i just think that you know they've saved their year essentially with a really strong end with these new products obviously we'll see how it how it is long term but i totally agree with you on the on the logitech side because they clearly have a good base there i i also chatted to random about this and uh he we we totally disagree on the um on the true force on the logitech because he loves the true force and i can't stand it but it doesn't matter whether you like it or not it's still a really really good base with good force feedback and you're right they just don't have the steering wheel options and it's going to become old tech by the time they actually release any steering wheels yeah, there, there was yeah, plans yeah, exactly. to release steering wheels so it's it, when it comes to the hardware now though generally speaking and it's the same with rigs and stuff you know we've tested so many rigs it comes down to this minute details everyone's doing a really good job everyone's learned how to do things well and things you know cheaply but keep the quality up a sabel i went and tried sabel rigs they were incredible just beautiful pieces of engineering oh, I, I wish to have one yeah, but oh, the so, prices do is. <laughs> so do i oh stunning the prices <laughs> but they're, they're aiming at the higher end market and and the people that, that can afford them will love the, that rig but generally speaking you, you know when we're talking about criticizing hardware nowadays it tends to be oh uh you know that one really small i don't like the way that that's not very easily adjustable or i don't like the way the software doesn't show that number properly or or the quick release is a little bit you know we're talking just little fine details which is such a yeah, great place to be picky, you know? yeah exactly we can be picky exactly um so <laughs> yeah, i think it's a positive got, yeah. i think it's really positive and this year for hardware okay, yeah. has been overall very positive in my opinion yeah, for the I forgot Sabot. I don't know why I forgot Sabot completely. When now you mentioned, and uh, for me, for example, when I went to the expo, I I could not try too much because I was coming from operation, so my my strength and uh, was not the best. But I drive a little bit the F1 uh, rig because of the video that you made it and the video that uh, Gamer Muscle made it before the the expo, where you say that was one of the best rigs that you try comparing to the GT version. Where you you said it was some little flaws that come yeah. from our perks, uh, and I try it and it's 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 great, man. It's ever you know <laughs> you, you can fall asleep. There, you... It's so comfy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And for me, it's a design. Yeah, the way that the the lines go, the same line that they have or the same angle that they have on the logo, you know the. Uh, and like I say, if you have money, it's a rig that you can put it and don't go and look bulky. 
yeah. If, even if it's the same size, uh, the way that this building is, is beautiful, yeah. And um, beautiful, yeah. And um, let's jump to 24. What, in terms of games, are your oh, best expectations? Yeah. Uh, th- there's a lot coming very soon. You know, I've talked. We, we talked about this in, in one of the kind of later traction videos we did. We, we talked about why the next six or seven months, so now probably, I guess, five or six months, are so important for the racing game space. And I just think it's because there, there's a game coming out that's going to, be great for anyone so like any fan whether you're a fan of rallying wrc's just come out obviously if you're a fan of the casual kind of um open world type games we've got test drive unlimited uh, coming out early 2024 which is really exciting for the for the less hardcore sim racing fans and also nostalgia base i'm sure you know if you're yeah. like me you probably played test drive unlimited and had a lot of fun with it um so so there's a lot of expectation on that and it's been developed for a long time by a studio who have mixed i guess mixed reception to their games but but obviously have a lot of experience on these things so that's really good with kiloton um i'm excited about just that just to ask you yeah sorry go for if it. you are talking about that no no it's okay i just asking you think they drop wrc to focus more on test drive and give us a proper game or uh, was not working wrc with them and uh, that's it well, it's a good or point yeah, games come with more money <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's an interesting point um it, it could be true based on the fact that if you look at Milestone, who develop all these incredible racing games, yearly titles, Hot Wheels Unleashed was their top seller. That was their cash cow that they made all their money on. Yeah. In the same way that Codemasters, when they were making the F1 games, made all their money from Dirt Rally because it was just such a surprising success. So you could argue that Kiloton were, you know, we're going down the route of well, we're making these yearly WRC titles. Um, maybe we can, if we focus on Test Drive, this is a game that actually reaches a wider audience, which is true, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it could also just be that, you know, Codemasters agreed to deal with them. It depends on, on the, it's all to do with behind-the-scenes licensing, so who knows? But it's a good theory, and I think this it could be massive for Killaton. It could be, because this is a big game, you know. You, I think mm-hmm. just the likes of Gamescom, I wasn't there, but my colleague Tom was, and the size of the stand for the likes of the Crew Motorfest was absolutely insane. Like, the amount of interest and money that's put into the more casual driving games um, that, that appeal to anyone, any kid on a controller, rather than just the kind of niche that we have here with sim racing, that, you know, we all love our sim racing, we watch videos, we talk about it, but there's less of us than there are people who are just going to go out and buy Forza Horizon, for example, or buy Game Pass. Exactly, exactly. So, so I or think... Aero, Aero, or Aero Truck, yeah, or BMNG. Exactly. <laughs> so we, we forgot that these games is what bring money to, yeah. to our companies to develop Hot Wheels, the same thing. Yeah, you know. Um, but now yeah. you make Hot Wheels. I, f- I forgot one game that probably deception uh, was a little bit deception was um, Lego the 2K Drive. Yeah, I think I think uh, idea was okay. Uh, if you if you remember Lego Drive on uh, PS One that you, you used to play, but I think the game didn't didn't make near what was expected. In yeah. terms of, of game, it was it was micro transactions and all of these. It, yeah, I think I think <laughs> for it, kids, yeah, when you come for kids, it's always it's, <laughs> it's a morally, little bit too much. Yeah, it's always yeah, morally yeah. a little bit of a question, and I think yeah, it was interesting because I'd I'd kind of forgotten about Two K Drive until you mentioned. Yeah, it. me too. It's one of those games just that just stuck underneath. Wheels is when the the lamp came and I say, oh, wait. Yeah, the, this game was released. Yeah, and this game was was not surprisingly uh, well. Was was a, was a good game. If you, I think, if you are a kid, you don't gonna realize this, these little problems. Like probably you and me never realized when we play on the nineties and early two thousands PS one, PS two games. You never realize sometimes this, like you say, talk of the race driver, that was not the best in terms of physics, but for us was was one of one of the best games. So yeah. I think 
I think we're just evolving and we don't realize this one. But you was continue talking about games that are promising. Yeah. What is the next one? So Test Drive Unlimited. Um, obviously we Le Mans. We, we Le Mans Ultimate comes in February. So we originally thought that was going to be December this year. Now that's moved to February next year. And obviously I'm excited about that. I'm I'm pessimistic. I am cautious because we still need proof of what it's going to be and we need to see how good it could be. But the you know, if if they I guess meet the brief, which is to create something, you know, realistic and engaging that encapsulates the, the passion behind the Le Mans twenty four hour and the World Endurance Championship, but is built with the you know, the basis of Studio three nine seven, hardcore physics, um essentially if it can be a tidied up version of R Factor Two with without mm-hmm. some of the sandbox nature of R Factor Two, you could be looking at something really, really good. But we need to see more, you know, we need to know more, we need to see more. Um and I, yeah, I, I kind of want to hold my judgment until that point. But this, as someone who's a massive motorsport fan before anything else, uh, and and a massive endurance racing fan over the years, this game definitely excites me. Like I, I really, really look forward to seeing what it can be because if they can sort of take some of what was so special about the Virtual Le Mans series and the, and I guess the, the amazing place that WEC is in right now with all of the manufacturers mm-hmm. and hypercars and combine that with really good physics and just a really solid a gaming experience for people. Yeah, the, the potential, the ceiling is so high, you know? Yeah, and I can say after the possibility of to have DLCs with the, the years of, uh, yeah. of the endurance race, you know, get to the cars from the 60s, 70s, even probably expand to the IMSA that is getting a grid that in some way or some cars are already on the WEC. So the possibility for them to have them can be can be huge. So I think, actually, I agree with you. And any more games that you think that oh, would come this year? I mean, the, obviously you've GTR got... GTR already moved to 25. Exactly, you know, yeah. GTR Revival. Yeah. Or it's now it's now GT Revival. I think they've changed the name of it. G- so it's, it's yes. Yeah. But that yeah, that is one of those games that we just won't know more about until later down the line. So you can't really comment. Red but the Sport, pictures looks very good. The pictures do look good. Pictures, yeah, yeah. And um, it's, but it's Unreal Five, <laughs> so you you get a little bit uh, like Red Sport. You know, we we're yeah. still waiting. Cautious optimism. Taking, yeah. Um, yeah. Red Sport's the same. I think we we expected by this point to know more. And we expected to have seen more because the, the the way they've gone about developing the game is doing everything in public and and uh, you know launching with a with a, a a summit event where they're saying you know this is alpha mode and you're all seeing it. I really like the transparency, but then what's happening is you've got a team that seem to be you know working really hard, but you know they're only maybe putting out a couple of cars every so often, a couple of tracks, and it's a game that most people still can't get their hands on. So yes, you have the beta going and you've got people racing online, but how long are they going to stay if there's not the player base there to to join them? You know, so I think you're going to have people that are maybe done with that game before it even launches. It's going to come down with Rensport to uh, when will it actually launch and how how open will the content be? Will it will it be GT3 and a couple of other things like we've seen, or will it have online organized racing across the board and also the mods? Mods are such a big thing. You know, I've I've tried a couple of the Rensport mods um, at some of the events and they were really fun really really cool it just all depends on how they can implement that into the game and how it you know how it works is it going to be plug and play is it going to be messy file dragging everywhere or is it all going to be you know really based on the game engine itself within the game mm-hmm. easy to download and activate which is what it's planning to be and hopefully will be um but they yeah i think people are beginning to lose a bit of patience with Rensport because they're seeing all of these esports events and, and updates yet 
they're still not really getting their hands on anything and and the the updates aren't coming quick enough i think for people so that's almost like a, a simmering boil you know it's a, it's a pot of soup and it all you know it's, it's simmering yeah. away but you need to be careful because it could spill yeah i think um i think they are using the wrong thematic when it comes to the rent sport because they announcing on goodwood the festival they're going to put the porsche and also they're going to make they're going to bring the goodwood to the to the better and that was july so passing already six months and uh, we don't we we don't have it and after they change a little bit was the praga that was to come and after take it three or four months to come release it and according with people that drove the, the praga is not very well developed i think Probably if they was doing the ESL, they should be doing on mods. Uh, I know when Twitter was a conversation between uh, a couple of us about this one, and I think should be they should make the competition with mods. No, this is the type of engine. This is the type. Design your own car or bring your mod. And after, I think probably to make us more excited with, okay, the possibilities of having mods on the game. But I think the game, they're just releasing keys. I think it was 15,000 keys. It I don't know the release. number, but something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a huge number. Yeah. And after, okay, you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of people playing, but they're gonna play one week, and it's not, not no more. Yeah, you know, arrive to a, arrive to a time that uh, is not much more <laughs> that you can do. I even didn't try the new. I'm sorry to run sport. I didn't try the the new. I'll say new updates on the on the beta. I didn't try them yet. I need to try, but. Like I say, I know that I'm going to try it after two days. That's it. There's no more. Uh, you, need, you need the player and, uh, bit. You need, you need people to all, everyone who's keen on it and invested needs to have their hands on it so that you get the mm-hmm. online racing and you get the splits and you get the engagement that people can actually race each other. Because you're right, you, you could jump on next week. I could jump on next week and play it. And we might be the only two people on because the player base isn't it isn't there yet. So they, yeah, there just needs to be a bit more. There needs to be more movement. Um, I, I was one of those people that tried the Prague and it, it, like, it, it definitely had potential, but at the same time, there was some fundamental things that I wasn't sure about. And it's a saturated market. Obviously we need new Sims to come in. We need new technology, but at the same time, we've got 10 year old games consistently improving and building, you know, whether that's something more serious like R-Factor or whether it's um, a set of Corsa with LFM or Beam, as you said earlier, like these kind of games are still developing and going strong and Rensport needs to find a place to sit within the market and it needs to get people playing the game um if if it wants to succeed the esports are awesome though they're really i've been at the events i don't know how if they translate as well at home but at the events they're really really you know nailing that side of things yeah is that that you speak about that when i is i know that we are doing our uh, recording the podcast in advance but it's my team from the previous week yeah. <laughs> was about eSports because I think only eSports, uh, only Gran Turismo from, is the one that can that cultivate us at, at home. I think this last one in uh, Barcelona was completely out of the way that they bring the vision cars there yeah. and how, how this one, you know, for us at home is completely different. But I like the model of racing on this ESL. You need to have the points, and if you don't have the points, you are not the winner. Yeah, so you can fun. be on top for uh, if the, you know, the the ending. You know, we could go on a on a no ending because yeah. it's always changing the person that's winning. But after it's the BOP, some people complain uh, these cars are better on this track, so automatically know that we don't want to have a chance on this tax car select. And after they tend to go. <laughs> more relay because they don't want to have any any penalties for the next races and uh, so i know i think it's there just they just need to do i don't know something more to captivate and of course f1 uh, 
sim racing have good numbers because it's F1, but after in terms of what was happening on ESL, it's a little bit confused for everyone at home. Yeah. So I don't know if you know a little bit more of the inside, but uh, for us here, it was a little bit confused. Well, we we were expecting, um, obviously things of like, with, from a traction perspective, we're, you know, we're kind of out of the loop, most of us individuals as we were before, but the... I think that you know we thought something was going to happen uh, in Sweden, and we were very confused as to why there was no words being said about it or no no hype around it. And and we were kind of you know uh, I was chatting to my colleagues and just going, what is happening? And this was on the day. You know we're thinking there's still nothing. I reckon there's maybe been a licensing issue. Has one party pulled out? Has something else happened? And I think just the way it was all handled and the way it all happened, it just left a bit of a sour taste with people at home. Um, and it left a sour yeah. taste with the drivers, you know, as well. But, you know, th these things happen. It's not always in the hands of, you know, sim racing's niche. We talked about this before. It's not always in the hands of the people that are trying to make the sim racing happen. It can be the hands of big companies and license holders. And yeah, you never Formula know what's going be behind. ESL, like who, who knows? And I really honestly don't know the details on this one, particular one. But that that is something, you know, ESL and Formula One coming together it could be really big for sim racing because ESL is goes way beyond what sim racing has right now. You know, ESL levels of viewership for other games is what sim racing aspires to be one day, right? Um, so it's a good starting point, but it's not started on a good note. So let's just hope okay. that things tidy up uh, and and become a little bit better in, in the short term for drivers and fans at home. Um, and yeah, I, I, just, a, just a real quick one as well before we move on from this, on, on the Ren Sport ESL thing as well. I agree with you. I think the format is very, very entertaining. I just think the problem is when you're at home, you don't get the atmosphere as much of, you know, the drama and excitement yeah. of, and the, the guy's about to win $30,000 or pounds and then he gets taken out or or he gets overtaken on the last lap. That's really exciting in person and the crowd there and the stewarding and everything. That's amazing. But when you're at home, the I, whole I want day to is nine hours if long. You are now sorry, sorry, if yeah. you are now talking this one, just not lost this one. Is, exists communication between the team and the drivers or during that time exists any communication or is no communication at all there seems there, there is a bit yeah because the the team basically the way that the stage has always been set in esl r1 is the teams are around the edge and they're behind the drivers okay. but the drivers aren't all so it, for example if there's three drivers from the same team they're not all necessarily lined up next to each other they exactly. could be so but but the the teams have set places and they can choose you know where to sit and then they've got someone in the back room on the team radio so you've got an engineer that's so, what i say if they yeah. open the channel to work at home yeah a little bit so, like style f or f1 yeah you know <laughs> you know when something happens, i think we'll bring that uh sorry that drama yeah. that make the viewerships because we need to remember uh, when it comes to to these type of things you want no, probably not me, not you, but a lot of the people, they like the drama to captivate us, to give us that retention. So it, I think they yeah. just need to get something more. Because I know um, you have George, you have Vera City, you have some great, great people there around commenting and everything. But after, it tends to be very repetitive because you yeah. keep seeing the same thing. You know, yeah. uh, I think we just need a little bit more. More captivating. I don't, I, so I'm not the right person to to say what is missing. Well, I know, think I think that the, the whole show lasts for too long on the big days. So, for example, the majors, or it could be like an eight or nine hour show, and no one's watching the yeah. whole thing. People are maybe have it on the background. To be fair, if they're doing other things, or they, they they tune in and out. But from my perspective, I think you need to make more of a cut down version of it for the public. So it's almost a bit more okay. like a an entertainment kind of TV style show where it shows some of the highlights of the races, but maybe has some of the behind the scenes stuff a little bit more. Of, of that kind of thing because the, the actual you know raw broadcasts on their own as you say it's repetitive seeing the same four tracks every single race the same cars the same 
drivers, that's fine because you get to know the people. But maybe do something like, you know, when Rensport is a bit further down the line, you'll have more tracks. Maybe switch up the car so it's not just a GT3 yeah, series. Yeah, it's like, like a, super, a surprise. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, Next like race a is... car. You don't know, you don't know yeah. which car going to be. Yeah, because uh, you, the... know, you have your livery. If you have a mod system, your livery can adapt. You have already yeah. a livery that adapts to all the range of cars that can be. And you can go a variety of cars. And, yeah, you know, yeah. the teams are not... Even for the drivers, we are not getting used because it's, uh, so they you're gonna have more of that element surprise. You are absolutely right. And, and also because because of the format and the way they do the kind of winner takes all, or you know you have to get into finalist mode and then win. They're not trying to create something that's that's raw, pure motorsport and fair motorsport as it's normally known. They're trying to create something entertaining. So therefore, lean mm -hmm. into that more. You know, um, it doesn't need to be GT3 nine lap races or in the same tracks. It can be. You know some some different stuff they can do reverse grids um you know all, all there's so many different elements that you could do to make it a bit more if you're going to go down that route of making it crazy and different anyway lean into it and and make the most of it and make it a show that we can all enjoy rather than watching just so many races over a course of a day and only the people that have that are tuned into the point system know how it actually all works yeah it, yeah exactly don't don't need to be mario kart you don't need to bring a yeah. power up or boost <laughs> but you need to bring something that's going to give us a yeah i think so at least on the major, like you say, yeah. on the other ones, just if you want to go just pure sim racing uh, teams. Yeah, but after one comes to the major, give us that type of... Uh... Okay. And in terms of more games, probably AC2 yeah, will we, be... Yeah, we need to know more. But we need yeah. so much more uh, on AC2. But that obviously excites me um, because I'm... I, I, played ac to the ground when it first came out i was i was really young when it first came out i think i was like 15 or something and uh it was and i just played on all the different car and track combinations and just you know tried every single different car in the Norch life and see which was faster and i had so much fun with what that was and it's it's had so much good longevity and then you've got acc that's come along and been incredible from an esports perspective and a hardcore sim racing side um, just with their attention to detail and the the, the racing structure so I, I think, therefore, I have to be excited by whatever Kunos and 505 do next. Um, and AC2, we just don't know anything about it yet. So if they give us a bit more, we can get excited for it. Until then, I'm, I can't really get an opinion. But I think it's good that they keep delaying. I, I, I wouldn't say this because I think on this type of generation that we have, sometimes they, go just, they just go with, the, with the, the time limit and say, look, this is the game. And after the game came with the problems and after... This one take our uh, our reception of the game, so I think it's good if AC two is not proper to be coming or like the rain in a in a, yeah. in a racing. I, th I I prefer wait and come for proper. Then you give me just something that I want, and after um, you know will not be finished. I keep saying you don't want to want a car that come without one of doors just because <laughs> you need to you know you want your car coming properly so i think our games should come properly if come if take more long time take long time come on we wait 10 years for a gta 6 yeah and, I'm and, still uh, there. And, and you're gonna have to wait one more year apparently after the the trailer so and uh if you want a good game that's yeah. that's the price and i prefer waiting for something that come and come enjoyable than uh, like i say waiting for just waiting no, I or just having the game just for having the game totally agree i think i think ga games nowadays are so much bigger than they used to be it takes more so even though the technology is better so you know you get these higher definition games better graphics all these you still need the humans to create 
the things using the tools and i think that yeah. for example creating a building nowadays is going to take a, a designer a, a, a oh, lot longer 100%. Than, than what it took them uh, when we were playing Toker race driver 3 so i i think that games generally take longer that's a thing we're seeing and i think constantly game game develop or sorry uh, publishers are are trying to you know um hype their games up build build uh, momentum but then they're falling behind on the schedule it's not happening as quickly obviously covid happened and everything so games generally nowadays are just taking a lot longer than they used to and people's expectations become really really high i'm so with you like you don't need to rush out a game in this day unless you need the money because the companies need to make money yeah. they it's always better to sit on something and make it good because if i racing you know i no one's gonna stop playing i racing because rain isn't there yet people might complain about there not being rain yet but no one's gonna stop playing yeah. it but when the rain comes it if it's not good people are going to complain about it like but would you play will everyone play on the because I, I i made other interviews and we keep asking are going to be the, your i rating on the rain oh you'll you'll you're do it one day <laughs> one race one day and then you're done right <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so i think people are speaking but after when come to the first turn in monza like we were speaking the other day or uh, you know you go in uh, any type of or even nascar you know if you go in a nascar uh, on oval, you know, with the rain, all going to be <laughs> going to be chaotic. So <laughs> I think your eye rating going to be down. So I think going to be something that you're going to love it for the first week, yeah. and after everyone going to hate it because it's going to be completely chaotic. And if it's coming good, I know. Let's see. But now to finish the podcast because we are arriving to one hour, we're going to go to our hot seat. First track. Okay. Uh... Is that Caesar's Palace? Yep. Second one. Uh, one that's not kill. <laughs> All good. Third one. Um, ooh. I could be difficult taking the turns and everything, but I think it's... help us a little bit. Ooh, this is... Asia. Think Asia. Asia. Think F3. Oh, um, oh this is Macau. Yep. Yeah, yeah. This one is ours. You give me a nice little hint there. Oh, that is okay. So it's very round. Is that it's a small oval? Um, yeah. I you would have known this back in the day when I played a lot of iRacing. racing. Is it a? Oh, is it a Sprint Cup oval? It, uh, is, oh. You can skip it if you don't know. Skip it. We'll, we'll skip it's, it. It's for, a tricky one. I just put. Uh, yeah, I put we'll skip, skip it. I, if it's niche, we'll skip yeah. it. <laughs> Lakeshore Drive. That'll be is um, America. Yes. So that is NASCAR. Yeah. That, um. Is that? Uh, that's not Toronto. No, no, no. no, no. Lower. Um, it's a skyscraper city. Mm, see, this is where my uh, American geographical knowledge really lets me down. South Lakeshore. See, I know Lakeshore Drive. Oh, uh, on Forty seconds. No, skip we're going to skip it for now. We're going to skip it for now. Okay. If you could change something in the iRacing and sim racing, what would be? Very fast. Ooh, um, more accessible uh, racing games built for fun, not just for, for the hardcore. First track that came to your mind? Not kill. <laughs> First car that came to, the, to your mind? Uh, Porsche 911 GT1 Le Mans, late 90s. And did the random, random call sign made to the bank on Moza? Uh, despite popular beliefs, he actually did, but it took him way longer than it should have. <laughs> In the, right to the end. 
was missing one was the best video that you have done if you want to tell us just oh, to, probably probably history of Le Mans on uh, on the traction okay. youtube channel because that was an hour and a half long when you put all the parts together and it was written entirely by myself and and we we just had so much fun filming that and my uh, my colleague osley enjoyed the editing and it was just yeah really really fun story to produce and uh, cool to do something that was that long um so yeah that was that was it all right perfect that was that was beautiful oh you think it was difficult because the, you are the first one that go online <laughs> with this type of question i already made with other persons okay but they're gonna come on <laughs> um so i yeah so the, the the american tracks through me so so the oval i'll probably know the oval when i hear it but there's Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you. Over is uh, North uh, Wilkesburg. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, so North Wilkesburg obviously is quite famous right now because it's returned, I guess, to to big action. But the the second one, I'm gonna. Uh, the, the thing is, for me with NASCAR street tracks, I, I I do actually watch the Sprint Cup um as much as I can, but I don't know the layouts of the of the street circuits because I just haven't memorized them all. They're, they're all the uh, temporary Chicago. ones. Chicago. Yeah, no, wouldn't yeah, have, wouldn't really. have got it. <laughs> but yeah, you get you get uh, three tracks and uh, the questions we went on four. So you know, it was no no bad, no bad overall. I'll take that. I think seven in ten. Uh, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll be back. For my part, John, thanks so much for uh, j uh, joining me. I know that sim racing changed a lot. So if you want to uh, come in uh, half year to talk about half year of uh, sim racing twenty four. Be my guest because I would love to have you again for more talk, and I think people will love to have you on board too. And I really appreciate that. No, it's been really good fun. Uh, I always love talking about some racing and stuff, so yeah, I've enjoyed the catch up. Um, and hopefully, from my end, I'll I'll still be working in the sim racing space coming into next year. We've just got to still work on all the plans and things, but um, yeah, it, I really enjoyed it. Hopefully, I'll come on again at some point soon, um, and we yep. can we can talk more about sim racing. Uh, and obviously, you can in in the meantime, you can catch me at Domino Racing uh, across socials and stuff. And I'll uh, if I am doing anything sim racing related, you'll be able to see what I'm up to on there as well. Thank <laughs> you.